From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Thursday, May 6th. I'm Marco Werman. The failed Times Square bomber and his possible links to Pakistani militants. Pakistan's ambassador in the U.S. says those links may be real. Al-Qaeda and the Taliban together are under pressure. And whenever terrorist groups come under pressure, they always try to retaliate with more terrorist attacks as a means of frightening the other side. Also, British voters have their say and Italian palm trees under threat. I think now we have a big problem, almost impossible to resolve. Now this news. BBC News with Julie Candler. The Greek Parliament has voted decisively in favour of drastic spending cuts in exchange for an international financial rescue package. The vote came a day after violent protests against the austerity measures. From Athens, Duncan Kennedy reports. In the parliamentary debate before the vote, the Greek Prime Minister, George Papandreou, said if the measures were not passed, Greece could go bankrupt. He said the cuts to pensions, increased taxes and pay freezes were necessary to secure a massive bailout from the IMF and European governments. But the reforms have proved deeply unpopular with Greeks and were behind the riots in Athens yesterday which left three people dead. Unions have promised more demonstrations to try to block the measures. The events in Greece are being closely followed around Europe and in international currency markets. Romania has announced big spending cuts to meet conditions for an international monetary fund loan. President Trian Basescu said public sector wages would go down by 25% from June. Pensions would be cut by 15%, but he said tax rises would be avoided. People across Britain are voting in a general election in which the economy has been a major campaign issue. Polls close in two hours' time. Gens Lamani reports. Whoever wins this election will have to come up with a convincing strategy on how to tackle the country's debt of around $250 billion. The leaders of the three main parties, the Labour Prime Minister Gordon Brown, David Cameron of the Conservatives and Nick Clegg of the Liberal Democrats, faced repeated questioning during the campaign on what they would do about the country's finances. Now it's the voters who will decide. In all, more than 4,000 candidates are contesting 649 seats in the House of Commons. Police in Iceland have arrested a former head of a bank which collapsed 18 months ago. Hreithamar Sigurdsson, who was the chief executive of Kabthing, is being held in custody over allegations of falsifying documents and breaking laws that forbid dealing in stocks for personal gain. It's the first high-profile arrest since the 2008 banking crash. The funeral has been held in Nigeria of the late President Umaru Yaradwa, who died on Wednesday after a long illness. Nigeria's Vice President Goodluck Jonathan had earlier been sworn in as head of state. Mary Harper reports. Tens of thousands of people attended the funeral, including two former heads of state, politicians and religious leaders. The ceremony was held in Katsina's main stadium, where people chanted prayers and sang dirges for their dead president. Mr. Yaradwa's body, on a simple bamboo stretcher, was wrapped in the green and white national flag. It was later taken to the cemetery for burial. Mr. Yaradwa, who was 58, had not been seen in public for several months. World News from the BBC. 
An Argentine pilot has arrived in Buenos Aires following his extradition from Spain to face charges on alleged human rights abuses under military rule between 1976 and 1983. Julio Alberto Poch, who holds dual Argentine and Dutch nationality, is accused of having flown planes that were used to dump opponents of the military government into the sea. Mr Poch denies having participated in the so-called death flights. A British oil company says it's discovered oil off the Falkland Islands in the South Atlantic. The company, Rock Hopper Exploration, said it was now analysing its data before deciding on further action. Oil exploration in the area has sparked protests from Argentina, which lays claim to the islands it calls Las Malvinas. The Argentinian military took over the islands in 1982, but were defeated in the war with Britain that followed. The United States Coast Guards working to contain a mass...